Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Robbie Rao, and this is the Jesus Golf Guy Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about overcoming the fear of failure. Stay tuned. You'll love this one. Hey guys, so today we're going to be focusing and talking on the topic of overcoming the fear of failure. This is such an important topic because I know so many people, not just in golf, but in life, that are held back by the fear of failure. You know, it's interesting because God has given us gifts and talents that he wants us to maximize. But Satan's weapon of fear holds us back from unleashing our potential. This isn't about having a better golf game. This is about maximizing the God-given talent and ability you have in whatever part of your life and not being held back by the fear of failure and not being held in bondage to fear. Now, I used to struggle mentally in golf and life, etc., in high school and college because of fear and because of the fear of failure. And I'm so passionate about this topic because I read every mental toughness book and nothing ever worked. I mean, I know people now that I'm close with that have read so many, they keep reading mental toughness books and they keep struggling with it. It's because they're trying to fight something from the mindset perspective and from the mindset place where we're supposed to battle this in the spirit. This can't be won mentally or carnally. This can't be won that way. The Bible actually teaches that. And when I started grabbing hold of these truths, oh my gosh, it, I, it unlocked a whole different side of things for me. It freed me from that bondage and that captivity that I was held in by the enemy for so long because fear is a weapon of Satan's right? I was held back. And when I caught a hold of this man, I, I can't talk about the mental toughness stuff separate from him. It's really hard to, at least it's really hard to. So when I have an open mic to share, I get so excited because this is huge. So I'm going to share with you a letter that I wrote to one of the high school kids I teach. I'm not going to say his or her name. Um, and I'm just going to read this to you because this kid struggled with the fear of failure so strongly And I had the opportunity to minister to them because their parents have given me the green light to share about Jesus and our relationship with him through the game of golf. All right. So I've been given that permission years ago. So I was excited to share this when I got this word for them. So here we go. I'm going to read this letter to you. So here's what it reads. It says, your fear of failure is rooted in self-focus. Anytime we have fear in the form of worry, stress, anxiety, fear itself, or just doubt, etc., it's because we haven't trusted God with that part of our life. Essentially, we haven't laid that part of our life down at Jesus' feet. Again, anytime we have fear in any area of our life, it's because we haven't trusted God in that area and given that part of our life to Him. Your fear of failure in golf in the form of bad scores or putting those bad scores on a resume is rooted in being focused on yourself. It stems from you not trusting God with that part of your life. Our Christian walk in life is never about us. It's about him. 
God has given us gifts and talents to use. In your case, one of the gifts and talents he has given you is golf. But as you hold on to it, by focusing on glorifying yourself, quote unquote, with good scores and a good resume, you've unknowingly opened the door for fear to come wreak havoc in your life. If our life is always meant to be about him and not us, and we are called to live for him and not us, what does that look like in your scenario? This means daily laying down your life before Jesus, saying something like, Jesus, my life is yours. I am done and finished glorifying myself and being self-focused. I give you my golf game. I give you my talent. I My golf game is no longer about me. My golf game is about honoring you. Lord, I trust you with my life and my game, and I put it into your hands. I trust that you will put me in the right school that is best for me and fits your plan for my life. Whether I shoot 85 or 65, it doesn't change how I see myself in my game because I am your child. I wrote then this. I said, I want you to lay down your golf game and your future at the feet of Jesus. I want you to give all your cares to him regarding golf and your future. I want you to trust him and trust the plan he has for you. Once you truly do this, fear has no more place because failure isn't possible. Because you'll be content with doing the best you can and being placed where God wants you to be. This needs to be a constant conversation between you and him. You're not doing this to get better result. You're doing this because it's now been revealed to you that you've been self-focused, which is a form of pride, and this isn't the way we that he wants us to live our life. Whenever something like this is revealed to us, we are called to repent, to turn away from the sin, and Jesus will cleanse us from that unrighteousness. And we will rely on him to live differently, to live godly. We are called to lay down our life. Jesus says if we want to be his disciples or his followers, we must do what? Deny ourselves first, pick up our cross, and follow him. Remember, trust him with your life. Trust him with your golf game. Because simply, little side note, if you're trusting Jesus with your entire life, I don't care if it's your finances, your relationships, your golf game, your work, whatever. If you're trusting him with any your health, if you're trusting him with any area of your life, Right, If you're trusting him in any area of your life, it's all of it. Trust him with your golf game and your future. Give it to him. If you truly trust him with your life and golf game, fear of failure will no longer have a place because he will be in control of where you will be and you will be content with wherever you shoot and wherever you end up going to school. When you gave your life to Jesus, from that point on, your life was no longer yours. Your life is his. The beautiful thing is, Jesus gave his life for us and to us. We, in turn, because we love him, we give our life back to him. This is a vital step in learning how to walk a Christ-like life. So, what's so interesting is I was just hosting a Bible study um, last night, and, and basically... Um, we are talking about this in, in, a, in a covenant relationship, right, between husband and wife. It's not about how much I can get or how much I can take. The covenant relationship is all about giving, what I can give. Relationships fail because people become self-focused. It's about taking, taking. What can I get versus what can I give? 
All right, I'm not perfect in this, but God revealed this to me recently and showed me like I was falling short in a couple areas and I repented and I was like, Lord, you got to teach me to walk in this. You got to empower me to walk in this. So important. So when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, Jesus laid down his life for us. He gave us himself. And if we hold on to something because we think it's better in our hands, we're really just deceiving ourselves. Because if our life is really his, remember, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ that lives in me. I've been crucified with him. That principle, it's not, our life is no longer about ourselves. Anything that we do, we live to honor and glorify him. So when we're holding on to um, anything we do in our life and we're not handing it over to him, it opens the door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc. If we truly trust, trust God with our life, that means every single part of our life is in his hands. And when it's not in his hands, it remains in ours. And that's when things can get really weird. All right. A couple really good promises to stand on that I'm going to read from the word of God, and then I'll let you guys go. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Now, when you gave your life to Jesus, you became a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, simply put, what that means is, is when you gave your life to Jesus, he removed the old you and he put his spirit within you. Now you're still you, but you have now a new nature. The next verse in that, it says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. So it says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus. So that's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. So it, God, it says this, that our new man, our new nature, we were born again, we were given a new spirit. That spirit is not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if I'm experiencing fear, it's really a lie from the enemy. Or I've just simply put my focus or my trust in something else. You know, it's so interesting that word trust. I, I was just reminded of this. Jeremiah 17 verses 5 through 8. It says this so crazy. In the Amplified, it says this. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts and relies on, man, and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. Right there, we've then entered back under the curse when we trust ourself or when we trust in something other than God. That's the truth of the situation. Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. You want to know how you can turn your heart and mind away from God? By putting your trust in yourself or in mankind. So interesting, such an interesting truth that people will not like to hear, but this is what the word of God says. When we grasp this and we start walking in it, it frees us, all right? But then it says this, blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord, whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord, all right? So, and there's more to this that I want to get into for timely purposes, but guys, we have to put our entire trust in him. 
If we truly trust him, fear doesn't have a place. I'll say it again. And I want you to think big with this because this may seem unrealistic. It may seem, it just, it, that's, it may seem unrealistic. I want you to think big because God commands us to do things that seem unrealistic, to love our enemy, to deny ourselves, to, you know, all, all those, there's so many things that God demands from us that seems so impossible to love one another as Jesus has loved us. Like that seems so hard because we know how Jesus loved us. What I'm getting at here is God demands so much from us, but he doesn't leave us alone. He's given us his spirit to empower us. This is why it's so important that our Christian walk, our Christ-like walk, we rely on him. We rely on him. All right. And this is where if we put our trust fully in him, fear will not have a place. And guys, it's not about having a better golf game. It's not. This is about understanding and utilizing golf to teach a biblical principle, to teach us about our walk with him, to understand that the enemy wants to hold us back in any of our, any area of our life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John chapter 10, verse 10. He wants to steal our joy. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. The point is he wants to take all joy that God has given us and he doesn't want us to reach our full potential. This reminds me of one little short thing where there's a parable of, uh, parable of the talents. And basically Jesus was saying this, that his master was going away. And I'm just going to tell you in a nutshell that three servants were with him. He gave one five talents to the three and the other one. So one had five, one had three, one had one. It was talent was a measure of money back then. Okay. And the one who had five talents went and traded and did all this and that and came back with five more. And the same thing, the one who had three did the same thing. But the one that had one talent was fearful, dug a hole in the ground and hit it till his master came back. What happened was the master came back and rewarded the person who, the two people that had five and three who went out and got more, who were productive what, what they've been given. The one who was given one talent, they actually were, the master took it from them and was displeased and said, you wicked and lazy servant. But why did he not produce? Because of fear. Do you see what I'm saying here? Fear wants to hold us back. Fear wants to make us still. Fear wants to paralyze us. Quite frankly, I don't care if one of my students that it starts to walk in this where they start trusting God and this and that. And if their scores are great, that doesn't, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when somebody is playing in fear, like I was, and you're just being held back by the enemy. There's no joy in it. I'm not honoring him. I'm just constantly struggling because I'm focused on myself and not focused on living to please him. Or just focused on enjoying his presence. So I just want people, when they hear this, to be freed from themselves, free from fear, lay down their life before Jesus and say, Jesus, my life is yours. Every day, my life is yours. I give you my life. I'm going to go ahead and pray now. Father God, I just thank you so much that you have given us everything. And we, in turn, hand our life to you. Every area of our life. 
whether we're a student and that's our school and our grades and our relationships and and our sports whether we're an adult and it's our families it's our it's our kids lord we lay that all down before you our finances our health or we lay down everything at your feet our jobs all those things we lay them down at your feet we say lord our life is yours lead and guide us today empower us to be a vessel for honor fill us entirely with your spirit that we could walk out what you've called us to today that we may live a life that's pleasing to you and lord i thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear but you have given us your spirit which is a spirit of power a spirit of love and a spirit of a sound mind Lord, that's who you say we are. And when we experience fear, we're going to confess that. We're going to speak with you saying, you're our strength. You are what makes us strong. And that we don't have to believe the lie of fear. And if we really struggle with it, Lord, I ask you to reveal to us any place in our heart that we have not laid down at your feet. Because, Lord, we don't want to hold on to anything in our life and say it's ours because Lord love gives and Lord we love you because you first loved us and you gave yourself for us and we are called to do the same to lay down our life before you as a living sacrifice and this is how we will walk in love by this we know love that you gave your life for us that you laid it down jesus i thank you in jesus name i pray amen all right guys god bless you and i hope that this was a blessing for you it's time to be free from fear it's time to fully give your life to him and truly trust him every day in every moment and live your life entirely for him because he's given you everything. He gave you himself. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Jesus Golf Guy podcast.